Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. Can I ask you a question? Of course. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. What is the most times you relived a single day in high school? <laughs> well, I don't remember ever reliving any of my high school days. Oh, none? I don't remember because maybe I was part of a body search and then my memories were erased afterwards. That that actually makes a lot of sense. I was asking because it seems like everybody repeats quite a large amount of high school, but I guess you didn't unless body search. I mean, doesn't that make it more likely that I experienced a body search? Because if everyone has these repeat memories and I don't, yeah, that clearly something sense. was erased. Well, I don't actually have any repeat memories. <gasps> I just, I've seen a lot of movies where it seems like this is what happens in high school. Yeah, it definitely happened in this high school. In the high school of re slash member 2022? Yes, that's the high school I'm talking about. Oh, the Japanese Netflix original that we watched. Yes, it was in Japanese, but there was some English in weird places. Yeah. And all of the text in the flashbacks, like all the newspaper clippings and everything, were in Russian. Yeah, there was a... That I never figured out. There was this whole Mm -hmm. thing about how a girl died in Sofia, Bulgaria. And yet, I think the movie makers knew what they were doing and it makes sense, but I couldn't understand it. Somehow, she was dead in Bulgaria and there were Russian articles about it. But now she's dead in Japan at these kids' school. And then in the next iteration, it's one of these kids who is dead as a little kid somewhere else. And so someone else will be reading like Japanese articles about it? I guess so. I mean, that makes sense. But also there was really nothing in the movie that explained it like that. It's weird. Yeah. In keeping with tradition, this movie starts with something horrible happening to somebody. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it is a young girl um, running away from uh, a bad guy, carrying her doll, her burlap sack doll. Yeah. And, of course, he ends up catching her and apparently dismembering her. Seems to be the case. Because the rest of the movie is all about remembering her re slash member but also the movie's about remembering things as well yeah i mean even remembering her i think like Mm. she's been forgotten yeah i guess i don't know possibly so so it's this group of japanese high schoolers like six or seven of them who get tagged into this this body search as they call it it's the body search which is apparently a thing because there's a whole book written about like the the well yeah 
traditions of the body search I mean, worldwide or whatever. Over the course of this movie, we learn that this has happened again and again. And yeah. at the end, the the little uh, button at the end of the movie is it setting up for another time. Yep. And, and these are not kids who know each other or like each other necessarily. They just, you know, they're all picked and they, they one night they all end up in the same nightmare, basically, where they get murdered and they have to figure out why them and what do they have to do and what's happening and, you know, all that excitement. But solely if they get murdered then what's there for them to figure out? They're done. It also has the Groundhog's Day element of once they're all murdered, then they all wake up again and relive that day. Which means the best part of that is that on the first day, a cat gets hit by a bus, and almost all of the other days, they save the cat. Yeah. Yeah, it gets weird. The whole time loop thing and everything is so strange and off. Like... At midnight, they're like teleported mm-hmm. to this chapel where the, the hunt begins. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, I made a note of like, we just watched all this high school drama and it's not going to be part of the loop. Like the yeah. cat getting hit by the bus and stuff. Like all of these classic moments that you know are there to be the time looped. The, the people fighting and the... Uh-huh. Um, planter falling off the shelf and breaking yeah all the like all of that things. and i i couldn't believe that it was not going to be part of the loop because clearly the loop was starting with them teleporting into the chapel but, but oh ho, ho. no sir the loop for whatever reason is like it's 7 a.m yeah 7 a.m of that day they go through their school day and then get teleported to the chapel and have a night of monster hunting and then start again Well, if it wasn't like that, they couldn't have had all those wonderful days in the middle before they had solved the mystery, but after they had decided to be friends, where they just did all kinds of things together. And one day, like, just ran off and went to the beach for the day. Right, and jumped in the air and went, yeah! Yeah. Because that's what you do at the beach. Yeah. Yeah, there was a whole high school uh, friendship element. It was like high school musical. Without the music. It was, I mean, I think you nailed it at the end of the movie when you said it was like The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah, the end of the movie. it was very much. I mean, the whole thing was, like, they're all trapped. It wasn't Saturday detention they were trapped in. It was this hellscape where they kept getting murdered. But, Uh, you know, whatever. They had a common enemy and they learned to appreciate one another's skills. Mm -hmm. And if they messed with the bull, they got the horns. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe quite literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the only other, like, important character in the movie was Mr. Yoshiro. Uh, the librarian. The librarian, who was a super weirdo. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it turns out that's because he had been through a body search when he was young, and it messed him up. Yeah, and there's a whole thing where if you go through it, then you forget everything, except clearly not, because... <laughs> He had been through it. I couldn't understand that piece of it. Like, it didn't seem to make sense that he's like, I forgot all of these people, but I remember them enough to know that I, that I forgot should them. remember them, and I have forgotten <laughs> yeah. them. And then he's, like, talking about how much he cared about them. And I'm like, yeah. you didn't really forget them at all. I don't think you understand what forgetting is. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, he made the point that they became friends through the process and that was lost because it reset and they weren't friends anymore. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was saying all of them had forgotten him, but he also forgot them, except he didn't because he was telling us about it. So I think they were kind of stuck on that. Yeah. I mean, they had to be able to have someone tell them that they were going to forget all of everything that had happened to them during this experience. Yeah. Because Asuka, the main character was very much invested in this. Like she, she had no friends. She had no friends. Like she described herself as being an invisible person prior to this. And then now suddenly she has these like six besties that she hangs out with all the time and that she can share the extra food that her mom makes every morning. Yeah. And every morning being the same morning, right? That you know, so she can share with them, and so she then has to go through this whole thing of like, oh, but if we solve this, then I lose my people and I go back to being who I was. And so there was like some that was interesting, like what that did, Mm -hmm. but also not that interesting because I'm like, she's not gonna not solve it, like, we're not gonna (laughs) not find out who did this in this movie. So I didn't really buy it. And it wasn't even so much just the friendships. It was that this she had was developing a relationship with the main guy. Yeah. Takahiro, the dreamy hero. Yeah. The whole process through this movie was weird and not what I expected. We don't get the traditional just loop over and over and, you know, get better at it, figure it out kind of thing. A lot of the time in this movie, it'll just jump ahead to like... Like, it's the morning, and they're at school, and then it jumps to them being in the middle of their monster hunting. Or Mm -hmm. there's a whole section that's like a montage of them finding most of the body parts. And, like, it just doesn't have that time loop feel. It just kind of moves on, and there there is a time loop, but it mostly doesn't matter. It's mostly just them doing their adventure. It wasn't clear to me whether they had to refind all the body parts each time they went in. Like, yeah. was it a thing where you had to you had to do the whole puzzle in one night? Which is the standard Groundhog's Day situation, right? Or were they finding each part, and once you like put it in the chapel coffin that was had the you know shapes in there for her, was that one like? secure locked in <laughs> yeah, so you in. didn't have to find that one again it I, seemed like it it did but that doesn't make any sense I like know. and it, <sighs> they never once showed them like going out and recollecting them because they knew where they were so they could just grab them all up and stick them in but they didn't they didn't even show very much of the looping happening in the real world yeah like they went and did different things every day and it was only occasionally that there would be something that would be like, oh, see, I knew that was going to happen because yeah. I've been through this day multiple times. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Like there wasn't even anything. There's a whole thing at the beginning when Asuka is getting ready to go to school and her mom's making her, you know, putting her lunch box together and talking about how her dad has already left early because there was something going on in the world. Like, Something had happened to a bridge, or there was there were protesters, or something. There was some yeah, reason something on the news. There was something on the news that was causing all the trains to be delayed. So her dad had had to leave early so he could get to work on time, and like that, I'm like, okay, I, okay. I totally figured that there would be some element of that later in the yeah, movie. Yeah, there was and not. There was not. It not was, at all. Nah. 
It was just background noise. That's all a part of how it, this barely has a time loop in it. Like, there's this whole section where they figure out where this girl was murdered. They go to that house and check it out, and ghostly things happen to them. And that's like a whole different thing. And from that point on, the whole situation is different because instead of the ghost of the girl, the red person chasing after them. They wake up Emily. Emily starts chasing them. Emily is very big and very scary. The girl's best friend, who turns out to be her doll, Mm -hmm. which is very sad. Well, also, is there some indication that the doll is what actually killed her? I don't think so. What I, I mean, I'm not clear on that at all, but... My takeaway from it was that somehow the doll got caught in this like revenge scenario too because it got like splattered with her blood and mm. it was her best friend and they were bonded in some sure. way and whatever. Like it was that whole piece when they woke up Emily and they they learned the whole like Emily didn't have any friends and was, you know, had, they read something or whatever that talked about how, you know, she spent all of her time with her best friend, Emily. And they were like, Oh, and then we find out that Emily is a doll and they're like, Oh, <laughs> and there was around that point, one of them says, they also realize why they were all drawn to it because mm-hmm. they were all experiencing loneliness in their own ways. And they're the only people who are experiencing loneliness. That was one of my (laughs) thoughts. I was like, oh, definitely, that makes you stand out from all the other (laughs) high schoolers, is that you're feeling some form of isolation and and disconnectedness from the world. But one of them says, the monster is drawn to heart cracks, and that we, or this Emily maybe, the monster is loneliness come to life. Mm -hmm. So like so much of the girl's loneliness got poured into this doll. And then the doll was there and got like doused in her blood when she got murdered and whatever, like somehow that's how it became sure the big bad at the end. But it's also weird because that that's like a good origin story for a a ghost situation. Mm -hmm. But this is just like one iteration of a chain that's been going on forever apparently like this was some little girl in japan that that happened to and i don't know it's weird that Mm -hmm. to have that presumably that must have been the sort of thing that happened with each of these murders i mean and at the end you know when the story changes in the newspaper at the bottom of the well and now Uh it's a different you know it's asuka who is the missing girl why? Because she was the invisible lonely girl. Yeah. Right? Like true. she was the one who had no friends. The other ones all like had their things and they just felt sad in them. <laughs> like the girl who was having an affair with a married man. Oh yeah. And she was like, Woe is me. Woe like, is I don't me. know, make different choices. Do better. <laughs> but Asuka becomes the new like loneliness personified somehow. Yeah, except her at eight years old becomes it, which is weird yeah. because, like, now we're back in time, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe it's just someone else named Asuka because that's just a common name. Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. As you can see, this whole movie was confusing for us. Language yes. barrier was in there, but also weird movie. It was very unusual and 
yeah, it, I think the storytelling was done in in a very non-traditional way. Yeah. Which then sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And this one was less. It was less, less so. But once Emily and the girl, sorry, we don't remember her name, merged together and became giant Emily monster, th- that uh, like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie is the first time there are any stakes to the movie whatsoever, because that's, they discover that if Emily eats you, you cease to exist. Okay. What's funny is that exactly at that point, I made a note like right before that they learn this. Okay. I have the note giant doll monster with spatchcock jaw. Like, so I, she's, that monster has appeared. And I wrote down, I do not care when they die. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Like, they, they They have died so many times over. And they just, it it didn't matter. It was completely irrelevant. (laughs) And then my very next note is, oh no, being eaten by Emily (laughs) is bad because suddenly. There's permanency. Yeah. And it was weird that they went through so much of the movie before mm-hmm. they actually had any threat whatsoever. Right. It was just like, it It had a much more high school hijinks kind of feel to it up until that moment because yeah. you knew nothing truly bad was going to happen to them. It was, you know, Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> I mean, that's the trouble with a time loop is if every time you die, it starts over, then death is not a problem. Right. That's a happy death day. Put a little twist in that. Give you a problem. Then there's other ones like actual Groundhog Day itself. The whole issue is he's trapped in this day forever and he's mm-hmm. got to figure out a way out, which is definitely a terrible thing. Well, and usually the characters who get trapped in a time loop and relive the same day over and over and over again, they go through this like emotional process of at yes. first they're really upset. And then they're just like, screw it. I'm going to do whatever I want because it doesn't matter. And they, yeah. you know, get drunk or they kill the guy they hate or they, you know, they do all the things that they wouldn't normally do because yeah. they know, like they realize there's no consequences. And then once they've worked that out of their system, then they're like, all right, I probably should try to get back to the real world. Yeah. It's the seven steps of time. loop, <laughs> Right. And and these kids did not go through any of that. No, they just partied. And in fact, they partied so hard that once they got to fighting giant doll Emily, Shoda, the nerd, said he came up with a rock and roll plan that is going to crush. He did, in fact, come up with a rock and roll plan. And it was, it was pretty rock and roll. And that's when the movie kind of got like... I mean, I guess anime is probably what they were going for, where they had multiple times over, they'd be jumping up on a table with a chainsaw and then leaping through the air in slow motion and Mm. slashing. Yes, it had a Scott Pilgrim feel in several of the the scenes. But throughout all of this, it looked like they were fighting the Snuffleupagus. (laughs) And that was not the creepiest thing I've ever seen. No, it was the only scary thing about the monster. Like, it was, okay, take a burlap sack doll and cross it with, like, Big Bird. Oh, it looked very Big Bird. 
and then put the predator's face on it. Yeah, sometimes like it, it, they keep it closed and then right pop it open. Right. It it was weird. It was weird. And then also they were trying to get the the head and um, the girl's head apparently was the only body part that they hadn't found, and they realized it must be inside this monster. And so, but still, she could like open her whole face open, and, and it there didn't was fall no head out. In there, so there was nothing in there until they killed her, and then it just like funked out and landed on the ground. Yeah, yeah. it was confusing. <laughs> it was confusing, and. The dangerousness kept kind of shifting to where it's like, oh, whatever, we're doing fine, versus, oh, I'm getting sucked up into a monster and I don't exist. Like, I don't know. I never quite knew whether to be concerned or not. Yeah. One of the most concerning moments for me was when the monster was killed by the cross that fell from the sky. Which made sense in the story because they were in this chapel. Mm Mm-hmm. But also I was like, okay, this is some pretty intense symbolism. Yeah. The monster that is loneliness come to life was just permanently taken out by a giant cross. And my concern came from what kind of movie am I watching and where is this coming from and what propaganda am I being fed and why did I not realize it until right now? (laughs) Well, luckily the movie was so confusing that it's not going to have any impact on you. Yeah, and I don't don't think, like when I went back then I was like, how did I miss this like hugely religious overtone that this one scene had? I'm like, how did I miss this coming? I don't... It wasn't. I think they were just excited to drop a giant yeah. cross on it. Yeah. Which is weird. And then, you know, at the end, they did have, like, all of their memories were lost because they solved yes. the body search and they all went back to their normal lives. But the fates. The fates did brought bring them, them together. back together. Yes. Because no one volunteered for the 2G school festival committee. It was drawn randomly, but somehow they were the ones who got picked. They Maybe they were the picked because each of them were lonely. <gasps> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it had a happy ending. And well, at the end, we get this whole, like, the seven of them all being all happy. Yeah, because they're working together the on the picture. festival. And there is a moment where she's got, like, the tie clip that belongs to Ooh. Takahiro. And she doesn't know why she has it, I think. And she drops it, and he's like, oh, that's my clip, and oh, maybe we should get together. Right. He goes from, like, the day before he had not talked to her for years. Since they they were little kids. Yeah, they hadn't known each other since they were little kids. And then she drops his tie clip, and he picks it up, and he gazes into her eyes, and then that's all it took. That's all it takes. That's all it ever takes, Soli. The tone of this movie was all over the place. Most of the time, like I said, it was high school musical. Like these kids were having a blast and working together as a team. Mm -hmm. And it was just like the ending where, you know, they were building the festival together and taking pictures and having a good time. It was that, except they were fighting a monster and getting murdered, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is weird. You shouldn't be like that during that. And that was one of my notes, like, just in the middle of this whole battle with Emily, which could suck them out of existence. Mm-hmm. 
I wrote, the kids are fully enjoying this, which is, <laughs> why? Why were they enjoying it so it much? It's a purpose and a sense of belonging. Yeah, yeah, it did. And then the whole thing, it was so disjointed. Like, a lot of movies jump back and forth in time, and this movie didn't do that. It always went forward, but it would still jump in big chunks for no reason, really. Like, I don't know. Like, you you never got the setup, except the very first time you, you'd never get the setup for, oh, now the hunt is beginning. They'd just be in the middle of it all of a sudden. And it's just, I don't know. It was just all over the place. And... It was kind of fun because, you know, as it sounds, it was it was peppy and silly, but it was also pretty dumb and obviously hard to follow. So between that and the fact that the monster was a Muppet and not scary, <laughs> like, I was not super impressed. I had a good time because it was goofy, but I didn't really enjoy it so much. And so I want to give it two and a half carabiners out of five. This feels a little rude to do that, but it really just wasn't very good, even though I enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. I think, yeah, it, it had a weird vibe. It was It was kind of all over the place. All of those things that you said are true. I think the difference for me is that it was... I mean, it was it was fun to watch. It like, was. I, I felt that too. I know. And I think the difference for me is that because it was fun to watch, I am going to give it three and a half carabiners out of five. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it fall on the slightly positive side of average. Yeah. Because I don't regret watching this movie, and I do feel like I have this lingering feeling of it entertained me. <laughs> but I'm not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> or how. I mean, it was the fact that it was so confusing to me. It's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what was going on. Yeah. But there was a little bit of like, at least for me, I'm confused. I don't fully understand what's happening. I definitely don't understand like the overall premise of like, what's going on with this magic newspaper at the bottom of the well outside this chapel? Because <laughs> right. that they never explored. No. Like, it's clearly the centerpiece of the entire, like, magic of the story. Yeah. But it's never addressed. Also, the one creepy thing in the movie was when <gasps> all the hands came up out of the well. So many hands. Yeah, it was scary. That was creepy. So my point, though, is that even though there was all this confusion and like not understanding you could just kind of let it go and just ride the wave yeah. of the story and eh, it's okay i can see that like there are other movies that have been possibly even less confusing than this but that took themselves more seriously so then i was annoyed at how <laughs> they were acting like everything was so serious and i'm like but you haven't explained anything so now i'm angry that you're making me feel like I don't understand. Yeah. So, I don't know. This one didn't make me feel stupid. It just didn't... It just didn't explain things. Yeah. So, yeah. Three and a half out of five. Okay. Then, that's it. That's it. And we will be back again next week, probably with a scary movie that we understand completely from beginning to end. Tip to tail as they say about movies. 
as they say. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a nice week. Bye. She's not in the cast. She's not real. <gasps> She's a ghost. She's a ghost. I don't remember what I was saying. I'm sorry.